Okay, hold on a second. We got the recording going. I'm going to start the YouTube okay. here momentarily. I'm younger than you, and you know more about this stuff than I do. <laughs> it's It's been a trial and error, I got to tell you. Auto record, it, I don't even know, you know, all this other stuff, how it works. I mean, I guess I could learn, but I just like, man. <laughs> it's, it's a trial and error. I mean, it's like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going live. Okay. Let's see, it's loading. I've had I've had to learn this stuff. Okay. okay. We're live now. We're on YouTube. So I'm gonna take that off. And uh, all righty then. Great. Well. I'm going to, well, maybe I'll let you introduce yourself and uh, let us know how you met and how you've been doing and whatever you want to say to us about your progress. Okay. Well, I'm Yukari and um, I've met Christopher by the grace of God. I think I was blessed because um, at that time, well, he wasn't my husband yet, but um, at that time, um, I'm not sure we were, we were not engaged yet. Yeah. So I had taken my then boyfriend, which is my husband now, um, to get help, um, at a place where Christopher used to work. And, um, he, my husband was there to, for drug addiction, trying to get himself stabilized with that, uh, his depression, anxiety, which eventually unraveled to be PTSD and chronic depression. And, and so I was, you know, trying so hard to want to help my husband battle his drug addiction that I started building some communication with Christopher. And um, throughout the whole process, I was learning through him you know, he was, I guess, by talking, like teaching me, you know, making me aware of things and also learning, you know, through life process, what drug addiction is about, because I did not know anything about it, why it was what it was. Um, I learned from the reasons of like, you know, emotional trauma and all sorts of things that come along with it. And um, so throughout this, the whole time, um, while I was too busy trying to help my, my husband fix himself and uh, get him to where he wanted to be, um, Christopher, the nice person that he is, was actually looking out for me without me even knowing. As I was stated earlier, you were being sneaky in a good way. <laughs> and um, you had told me that I was really good at... Um, that I could be a substance abuse counselor um, because I was good at how I handled the situation with my husband. And so um, I'm not sure if you meant that or it was just another little thing that you did for me to uncover myself. <laughs> and, um, and so I did, I went to school for it. And while I was in there, I, I did go through some stuff that really uh, triggered me. And Christopher was there to guide me more in learning and eventually while I was in class we went through the subject of family dysfunction and everything unraveled and um, I realized that 
I was an ACA child, mm-hmm. uh, a, a adult child of uh, alcoholics or dysfunctional families. And um, and one of my husband's relapses, I hit what they call on the ACA people rock bottom um, because um, I realized now more, even more that um, every decision that I've made in my life had me where I was at now mm-hmm. with um, being a single parent at that time, you know, through certain parts of my life um, of three children and then being married and now to someone who's um, a, a drug addict in recovery. Um, but I do believe that God places people in life as a life journey and he knows who he places in there to help each other. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, if it wasn't for my husband, I wouldn't have met Christopher. And um, I want to be where I'm at right now. So, um, so for like while my husband was in rehab it's in South Texas, I was in Pennsylvania, and I would go to ACA meetings daily, back to back, and have a long, extensive um, uh, therapy with Christopher. I mean. Um, he will always, you know, Christopher, you always told me like, you know, are you ready for what I'm going to do? It's going to be really strong. It's going to hit you. And I, and I remember I was just like, I don't care. Like, just mm. give it to me. I'll handle it. Like I'll do it now. Like, you know, even if it causes me a lot of like our, our therapies left me um, so much, like what well, I would fall asleep three hours mm. later because it, it was so much to, to absorb and um, deal with the emotions. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm aware about a lot of stuff now. And um, um, you helped me with my kids too when they mm-hmm. needed it. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Um, you know, it's not easy to deal with someone in your in a household who's um going through drug addiction recovery and um but um it's um the thing is like you can't blame everything on just that sole person because there was already a, a dysfunction that was like quivering in there before all this happened and this just kind of just made it burst all out and um and you know it's um at the end of it, it's like, um, you know, I went through, yeah, I, I, like I had went to an NA meeting and they had told me you're one of the smart ones. Cause I, I did, I did try the whole drug thing when I was younger, when I was 17, I had an overdose and I never again did that. So they told me I was one of the smart ones, but that was just me making a right choice at that time. Mm-hmm. But I made the right, the wrong choices through picking friends and partners that eventually I learned through Christopher and then all these other things that I'm learning that um, it's feelings that we get, whether they're, you know, hate, anger, um, pity, self-worthiness, or feeling like we're not loved, that we grow up feeling that as children in our household 
And then when we get old, you know, while we're in teenagers, we're like, we're not going to be like our parents. We're going to be different. Well, you might not be like them, or maybe you do end up like them, but those that don't end up like them because you don't want to be like them, like I was, mm-hmm. we don't end up like them, but we do other things right. to keep that emotional feeling that we had as children to feel the same. That little, right. for me, it wasn't hate. It wasn't anger. It was like little burning sensation of feeling unloved unwanted or like never understood or being pushed like um growing up with my dad he was he wasn't like an alcoholic 24 7 but he was an alcoholic or maybe like that before I was born but by the time I was already old it was kind of like alcoholic on the weekends or seeing arguing with my mom and some other crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and um it affected me because um I realized that my dad was emotionally unavailable to me as a child, to me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was a very good person and she still is, you know, but she was very codependent. Um, but that don't think that much affected me much. It affected her. I think it just affected the whole dynamics of the cycle within the mm-hmm. household. Um, I would say that because of her, I make right choices to not be a messed up mom and be out there and hoeing around and drinking. And and throughout my whole lifetime, I did go through binges, but it never got to the point where I went and became an alcoholic because I somehow in the back of my mind, I stopped me because I did not say, remember, I did not want to be like my dad. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was um, it was hard. Um, because my dad went through a lot of things too. And so I forgive him. That's part of the ACA is that it's um, a family dysfunction created from generations. And Christopher told me he was proud of me for wanting to break that. Yes. Um, I am at this point, it's like I'm a vigilant on what I'm about myself. Um, I am still um keep on trying to work um I stand by my kids and I stand by my husband because they're human too and they need to be helped um but only you can help yourself and only we can have you know so much that one enough is enough but um you know I'm I'm where I'm at now and just because you know um um I don't know. I'm just trying to do the best thing that I can. Um, when it comes to my kids, I keep on trying to warn them, like go to AC 18 meetings, you know, um, sometimes I don't see it. They think it's all because of the husband, but it's, it's not necessarily all him. I keep on trying to tell them this thing lingers back to from me. It was sneaking in very light, like a little slight door. It's little minor dysfunctions. Um, through the grandparents and uh, I forgave my dad I've told him my mom is still in denial about it my dad just doesn't care he's too narcissistic he's the greatest narcissistic person but I I forgive him because he went through a lot as a child Um, um, uh, yeah I try to tell my kids um, to go to AC18 so that they can fix themselves and I'm being honest I'm I'm a good mom like Mm -hmm. I said I don't I'm out there horn around I'm not drinking I don't do drugs I do things for them um but 
my parenting skills, such as the way we handled emotions or situations in life are not practical. And this is where Christopher comes in and helping me mm-hmm. and um, ACA and um, and I'm being, you know, very blunt with my children. Like, I am your mother. I am a good mother. But my parenting skills were not taught to me as a uh, in an emotional way as a young child. So I need I need you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. I need you to learn to reparent yourself along with me at the same time because I'm doing that. And if you can do this before you hit adulthood. It will make things much more easier. If not, you're going to be stuck like me in a long journey to learn how to reparent yourself and mm-hmm. correct the behaviors that I, you learned as, an, as a child or a teenager. Mm-hmm. They're not listening. It's very difficult. Um, but I keep on trying. Right. Um, that's all I can do. Keep on trying to open that, open that in the, like I keep on trying to help my husband with his addiction even though they say you can't help them they have to help themselves I just can't give up because mm-hmm. those are my loved ones I think you know now of course it takes a toll on me when I'm starting to get physically sick then that's when I have to think for myself and I would have to leave <clears throat> but as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do for themselves and the family I'm gonna keep on being there um and um you know um Christopher has um you know um he has a lot of heart in this I could tell he's not like um other counselors I mean I would honestly think he you are considered to me better than freaking psychiatrists you're like a psychiatrist (laughs) without being able to prescribe the medications um you know, because I've had a psychiatrist before and I've had other counselors and I do have another counselor. I have a family counselor. She's pretty good, but she is not to the level that you're at, Christopher. Mm. Um, um, it's um, it's pretty hard, you know, and uh, I think nobody's perfect. We all go through our our family our family problems or our own problems and i think everyone no matter where you are still are dealing with it even if you're in a good position um yes but um it's um to my learning is sometimes we don't realize our problems because like i said i was very blind i just thought you know what it's always happened to me keep on getting fucked over betrayed i don't believe in friends i believe in acquaintances because i've always been hurt um so it's um it was hard but if you really if you really do want to help yourself you have to be open to do it and actually want to do it if you don't want to do it they're not going to be able to help you. Mm-hmm. No one can. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, when we were doing our therapy, I would tell you just 
give it to me, Christopher. Lay it out on me. Like, I'll take it because I really did want the help. I felt. Um, hopeless. And I just wanted to help. Mm -hmm. um, but. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you do care because. Um, you cared for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd like to say um, that. A lot of times when, you know, we need help, it's very difficult to reach out and it's, it's, it's difficult to be vulnerable. Right. And mm -hmm. especially in those times when we don't know what to do, you know, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to feel. Um, there's anger. There's sometimes health issues that crop up because of the stress. Um, and, and so that's, but that's when I, I think it's so important to do what you did. And I want to commend you on it. Um, Yukari, because it's so important. Dig deep, dig deep. And then you have to go into, you know, um, working with a counselor therapist with, with courage and with determination like you, and saying, I'm not going to repeat the cycle, right? I'm mm -hmm. going to do something different. And that's, I think, when change is, you're poised for the change now. And it's not enough to say, I'm tired of things happening the way they are. I say that you have to have some action and intention behind that, right? And you did that and you're doing that. Um, and so that I think is commendable. Also with your kids, and with any teenager, it's difficult because they, they're developing their own mind, right? Uh, their own way. And a lot of times you don't think they're listening and you can't tell by watching them because in your house, they're not acting like the way you want them to. They all, they're defiant because that's their nature, right? Mm -hmm. And so you end up, uh, you know, doing things that you may not be proud of. Heck. I've got a I've got a 13 year old daughter and I can attest to that whole bit. You know, here I'm a therapist and 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 here I am dealing with the same stuff that you're talking about with with cowering. It is difficult. But the thing that to, to remember, and I want to encourage you and everybody listening with regard to parenting is this. You can all you can do is 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 is, is preach and teach, right? Mm -hmm. And it's up to your child to actually do the work. Now, I want to say that it's in the nature, right, of a teenager to say, I don't care, you know, to act <laughs> like they don't want to listen to you. But I want to say this to you, and they'll never admit it to you, but I'm going to tell you all this. This is a secret to working with teenagers. And that's this. <clears throat> Have a thick skin right mm -hmm. and keep on preaching keep on teaching even when you think they're not listening they are and and they will apply whatever you plant i call these seeds the seeds that you're planting your card 
to mm-hmm. everybody else listening, the seeds that you're planting, right? Mm-hmm. About their mental health and all of that. Guess what? They're going to put that into practice when you least expect it. And it'll shock you. It will shock you. So be prepared to be shocked. You know, when you plant, this is a spiritual law. When you plant, sow seeds like you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, those seeds will come up. And they will come up tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold, right? And Mm -hmm. so I would encourage you and everybody else listening, hey, keep on keeping on, right? Not to be cliche, but Mm -hmm. push. And it's easy to get discouraged. You know, pray about it. Give it to God, you know, because the truth is, hey, you can only do what you can. Like it's, yeah, it is hard because it's like, for example, say I'm still, you know, I have to catch myself, you know, I've always been, like I said, like my mom was the most, my mom and my dad's like the opposite. So I grew up with a balance of unbalanced. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. What gave me, like, say, for example, why I have really good morals was because of my mom. Mm-hmm. Why do I'm good because of my mom. And then, you know, why I could be very cold. Once you like, I'm done with people, I can be very cold and I'll cut you off like nothing. You never existed. And my dad, you know, mm-hmm. the strength, my dad. And so like, it's hard for me because it's like, I think that balance somehow worked with me, mm-hmm. even though it was not right. It messed me up. So like, say, mm-hmm. for example, like my middle child, he's like really messy and he starts retaliating and he's the one that's going, going through a lot of problems right now. And uh, I think you might need a session with him sometime next week. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and uh, we we kind of argued and I, I, you know, I'm more like my mom. My sister is like my dad. Like I grew up with my dad calling me piece of shit or son of a bitch. Or, and I never like my little princess. And so I, you know, so my sister talks like that to her kids, like never, mm-hmm. like she gets mad so easily. I am against it because, because how I was raised with my dad, I want to be more like my mom, right? Mm-hmm. but then I like the other day I got so frustrated I'm like you little piece of shit and he's like you called me that I was like well you're not really a piece of shit but if you act like it I'm talking about this hypothetical version that you acting like one mm-hmm. I am sorry I you know I kind of like I feel bad that I said it but you can correct me if I'm wrong sometimes I feel like me saying that to him maybe it might just make him wake up a little bit and see if how much he's pushing me to say something that he that I normally don't do because it's causing so much pain and stress in me which I think it's already starting up you know a dysfunction I'm trying to catch myself like I say reparenting and um but it's like I didn't want to tell him that it's just um he really is out of control and like I said I'm like really against it because of how my dad would talk to me but it's like I feel bad about it and then I'm like well was it okay for me to say that to him to like make him realize things and am I supposed to feel bad about it or is that part of me having like no don't feel bad about it he's acting like that he needs to realize what he's doing wrong I am confused on that right now okay (laughs) I can help you right now live uh with this we have to remember that we as parents are not superhuman. You're not superwoman. I'm not Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, 
understanding that, that, and by the way, letting your kids know that, which I heard you say that, right? That you let mm-hmm. your kids know that you're not perfect mm-hmm. and you do make mistakes, which is yeah. super important. Okay. That's a good foundation, right? Now, I'm going to mention to you rupture and repair process, right? And you did it beautifully. So I want to illustrate it right quick. When you do something or say something like that, right? Because we're going to do it. We're going to say it. I'm just going to tell you all the truth. Then the most important thing to do is to immediately repair the rupture. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you say to your son or your daughter, your piece of shit or whatever, then or then then immediately come to yourself, right? And mm-hmm. repair. So that's the rupture. Repair is, hey Johnny, I'm so sorry. Um, Sally Sue, I, you know, I, I daddy's under a lot of pressure, mommy's under pressure, and I mm-hmm. apologize for what's going on, what's been said. I'm frustrated. And I'm looking for the right words to say, this time I used the wrong words. Please forgive me. I messed up. And that, that, that's a repair, right? Mm. And, and so the sooner you can do that, you not, now this is going to be interesting when I'm about to tell you, the sooner you can make that repair. And this also works with spouses also, right? Mm. Um, then that repair or the rupture repair process get this it actually it actually strengthens the relationship mm-hmm. it strengthens a relationship what 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 causes relationships to break and disintegrate right mm-hmm. is when we rupture so we have an argument a fight right and mm-hmm. then there's no repair or we wait a week to repair the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, by that time, you've got things cemented in and there, there's going to be a more difficult time to repair that. And that's when the resentment set in and mm-hmm. other things that you don't want. So no matter what happens, right? Under <laughs> pressure, human beings can do all kinds of things, say all kinds of things. We really don't mean repair as quickly as possible. That's the key. Yeah. And, and, and that way you can work through whatever happened. Maybe it's time to, you know, sit down and just talk about what happened. Right. That's another aspect of repair. Right. And so, you know, oh, and I always say this, own up to your shit, mm-hmm. right. Own up to your shit because we all got it, you know, so <laughs> own up to it. You know, kids know when we're lying, you know, as parents Mm -hmm. and adults, kids know when we're being, I did a podcast the other day, I encourage everybody to check it out. It's called uh, being an authentic person. And a part of being authentic is just calling a spade a spade, as my mother would say, you know, if you screwed up, just say it. I screwed up. Well, yeah, because it's like... Yeah, because like when I said that to him, it wasn't like, you know, you could hear that you can actually hear when somebody tells you like a piece of shit with anger and hate and somebody sure. who says it with just like frustration and like, you know, mine was more like frustration. Trust me, because 
I could hear from sometimes my dad would say it to us. You could hear either it was anger or hate because my dad mm-hmm. could really hate us. Like mm-hmm. I can't have those kind of things. I don't know how he did it, but I guess he just got through. Like I said, he went through a lot. Very sad childhood, sadly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and so like you know it it's um you know then then I have that little side of me where it's like like we talked about. I just want someone to love me for me. Mm-hmm or accept me for me I don't have to like lift a finger and move and show them why I'm worthy of love or liking me or accepting me but just to see it without me having to go out of my way so it's kind of it kind of goes the same with my kids like I don't want them to know what they did wrong because they feel pity or they feel bad seeing me sad or seeing me this but I want them to actually realize and actually just know which might sound weird, but know that, hey, you know, mom, I'm sorry because I know I was wrong. I shouldn't do this to you mm-hmm. because I love you, not because I feel bad that I hurt your feelings and now you're crying. I don't, mm-hmm. that makes any sense what I'm saying? I don't it makes want- sense. It makes all the sense. And I, I want to say that, you know, when you, when you're being authentic like that, right, with someone else, even with yourself, um, that that holds a lot of power and influence. Uh, and, and so when we walk in that, right, and we practice it, it really carries a lot of weight. It's out, I will even use the word transformational, right? And mm-hmm. so when we're doing that, um, that literally will transform a relationship. Uh, I would say in the affirmative, in the positive. And so these are good tools to use. These are good practices to use because honestly, kids need to see that their parents are human, right? Mm-hmm. And, and by doing that process that you mentioned, that's a real good way to say, hey, I'm human. I'm apologize. I did mess up. You know, uh, let's work on our relationship. But like kids will appreciate that. And they will mean a lot more to them than you taking this other road and saying, you know, do what I say, not as I do type of thing. That doesn't work, right? That creates separation. And I think you did well with that scenario. I think you're doing well as a parent and, you know, uh, as a client, you're, you're really working towards getting better. That process never ends. And, and so I want to encourage you, I guess we should wrap, but I want to encourage you just to keep on doing what you're doing, right? Keep using those skills. I think you're doing a good job. And, you know, this isn't an easy process. It's not easy. A lot of people run, <laughs> run like, run like hell from people like me, the therapist, you know, because they don't want to deal with. But it's oh. wonderful. You know, it's, it's, it's like it's exciting and it's wonderful like it i know it sounds very painful and scary and it's easier to just not face it but you're just gonna end up still stuck in sadness and sure you might still feel you're gonna i'm still going through the process of frustration like i'm still dealing with my mom and being in her denial and like oh you this you that the kids this and the husband and this and, and it's like okay well you know like she said earlier like you know how you can do that and, and I was like well you know you're talking about me 
well, why do you not wear my dad? He showed up to the altar drunk. The ash should have been the red flag and mm-hmm. we weren't born yet, you know? And so I called her out on it and she didn't like it, you know? So it's like, but it's like, I'm not trying to be mean to her. I'm just trying to tell her, like, you know, she's like, I'm not a bad mom. So I'm not, I never said you were a bad mom, but I said the fact that my grandmother was mean to you and and and, and pushed you away for love you my dad came into your life and it was a perfect the perfect hell storm the most codependent person and the most messed up person it was like it, it just created a cycle you might have not been a good mother but we learned um of emotion emotional ways of like living life that is not right mm-hmm. and you now you're, you're a good woman you never drank you've never done anything you've always been a woman a woman of your home and your kids and we were always your life you took care of us i appreciate it i said to her today this happened today it was very stressful like you know they keep mm-hmm. on blaming me or try to nick that little things or make it seem like they try to always try to make get the smallest thing to to put it out there that um trying to like downsize me or like I'm a problem or th- just create create something that is not even there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told her I said no. I said you're doing the same thing my middle one is doing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you're a bad person or I'm putting faults. I'm telling you, you got a problem. I told her, like I told you and my dad weeks ago, like months ago in that table, I forgive you. You've got a problem. You need to fix it. Mm-hmm. don't try to tell me things about me because i'm trying to fix myself right now don't take don't spotlight on me mm-hmm. i'm just telling you you have a problem you gotta fix it because i'm fixing mine and i don't need you to bring things to my table because i'm just gonna stop you and clear it up right there and it seems like we're fighting and then she tries to do the whole uh i feel sick now the doctor told me to be in peace i said nah well you want to be in peace Start working on yourself because right say that this function I have to like put a stop to it. So I'm dealing with that, dealing with the kids, dealing with the husband. But it's like, I mean, you know what? You gotta deal with it. And uh if you didn't deal with it, then life would be very fucking boring. Really, yeah. I'm, I'm learning of uh, um my life journey and I'm just happy. And um, yeah, if there's anybody out there who's an ACA or even NA or AA, I'm an ACA. From my perspective as an ACA, um, it's always good to have a counselor who's um, very well aware of like um, family dysfunction, drug addictions, or any kind of addiction or their trauma, uh, like Christopher. Um, Yeah, I think I was blessed that God sent angels to my side to have met you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and God bless you and care for you and your family as always. And uh, thank you for your wonderful testament today. All right. All right. You okay? Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.